Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. And this is going to be the safety segment. Do you feel safe, Steve? I do feel okay. safe. Good to hear. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. And we're we're going to talk about the safeties, but we're not necessarily going to talk about Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, because I think we know what to expect. It's one of the few positions on this roster that I don't think there is any question as to who the starters are. It doesn't matter. You're, you're starting Tyron Matthew, Marcus May. But what happens if Marcus May is unavailable? What happens if he gets suspended? What happens if Tyron Matthew gets hurt or misses a game for whatever reason? Who's going to go in? And I think it's a reasonable question. You have guys like Jonathan Abram, Lonnie Johnson Jr., veterans. But I think that when you look at it, it's going to end up being the younger safeties, the younger defensive backs who get the first shot at it. Because I don't think you want to cut Jordan Howden to keep a guy like Jonathan Abram around. I think you, you'd you like to keep Smoke Monday if you could. I, I think that the Jordan is first in line, and, and we're going to go from there. But one of the things I was able to ask Dennis Allen this week is kind of just like how, why is it difficult to get on the field as a as a rookie safety? And it is. The Saints actually did it a couple years back with Marcus Williams, and it went really well until it didn't. Oh, I don't until know the worst moment, about, right? The worst tackle attempt you have ever seen in your life reared its ugly head at the worst possible time in Minnesota in the playoffs and you know it's like I think everyone had forgotten that Marcus May Marcus Williams rather was a rookie until that moment and you're like no and so I think there is a learning curve and it's a position that from going from college to the NFL it is very different you know that there's a lot of changes in communication and responsibilities you know that the coverages are a lot more complex the offenses you're going against aren't necessarily more complex, but the athletes are all better and they can all get over the top at all times. Um, and so I asked Dennis Allen, uh, we, well, Dennis Allen answered a few questions on this subject and I thought he gave some, some good insight. So uh, here you go. Still something could come about for Marcus May. Who would be that guy alongside uh, Tyron? Is it Howden or? Is I think it's a good competition. You know, I, I don't think we're at the point where we've made up our mind on any of those spots, you know, you know, I think this is the the, the, the time of camp, um, and as we get into preseason games, where guys begin to separate themselves uh, a little bit. I think it's really good competition in that room, and um, I think it's you know the evaluation process takes time, so we're we're not going to make any quick decisions. But I, I like the room. Does, has Jordan Howden put himself in that mix, maybe even quicker than you expect? Yeah, look, I think all those guys are in the mix. You know, um, thanks. And we're evaluating everything they do um, on a daily basis. And he's done some good things. Um, there's still some things that you see where he's still a rookie. Uh, so he's still learning. Um, but he's, he's, uh, he's getting better every single day and, and coming out here and working. And um, 
So we'll just let the we'll let the evaluation process play out. I think Marcus Williams started as a rookie. I guess what are some of the challenges in taking at the safety position for a rookie, like getting to the NFL level? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, operating in the passing game. Um, you know, making sure you're putting your eyes in the right spot. Uh, because the difference in in our league, I think, is is there's a lot more uh, intricacy in terms of the 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 route combinations that you see, the ability of the quarterbacks to throw the football, uh, the receivers that you're going up against. So I, I would say, you know, that, that position, there's a lot of communication that goes on at that position. Uh, and so making sure, like you're in charge of putting a lot of guys in the right spot when you play that position. And so uh, that's a challenge. And then, you know, being disciplined enough to do exactly what you're supposed to do on every single play because – uh, in this league, when you don't, um, the offense takes advantage of it. Yeah, and I think he got into a few interesting things there. One being, you know, communication is very important, and you have to trust that player to communicate and also understand what he's communicating, right? It's a do-or-die position in the sense that if you mess up at the, on the defensive front and, you know, you leave a gap, there's three or four other players that can come and fill that gap and, and prevent a big play. If you mess up on the back end and you're not where you're supposed to be, you know, you're setting up an 80-yard touchdown, right? So the consequences of not being right can be severe. So you have to trust that position. You have to trust that player. And I think that's part of the reason you've seen the Saints air toward bringing in veterans rather than you drafting and playing young guys and just hoping for the best. So, you know, I thought that was interesting. And he also brought up the you know you, you the quarterbacks can get the ball out there they can burn you a lot easier at the NFL level because <laughs> everyone can make that throw so I think it is interesting and so you know maybe that does skew a little bit toward the smoke Monday who has an extra year of experience I don't know all I, all I know is that Jordan Howden has been getting the kind of first team reps behind the Marcus Mays and the Tyron Matthews when one of those two guys misses a day for a rest day or whatever He's been the guy who gets up there first. So I think that's a sign that they do like him. And it's just a question of can he come along fast enough? I think these preseason games are going to be really important for him. Yeah, you mentioned that the the safety chart depth is pretty impressive. There might be some names that folks don't know, but, you know, with the Jonathan Abram, the Lonnie Johnson Jr., uh, you're talking about Jordan Howden. I didn't think that Howden would be considered for that initial road just because he he's the green guy, you know, Mr. The rookie that doesn't have the experience where even like an Ugo Amadi has at least time in the, in this league. But I guess that they're like, you mentioned the trust issue. I guess they're trusting Jordan Howden or at least seeing if he can be that dude, I guess. JT Gray is also a guy that I think, right. Right. You know, they played at points last year. He's obviously not your first option, but if you just need somebody in a in a pinch, I think he he makes a lot of sense. We got we got a chance to sit down when talk with Smoke Monday today, so let's listen to that interview. I think you know a lot of people are excited about Smoke. He's 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 an intriguing guy. He can get downhill. He can be a thumper. I think he's more of a of a of a strong safety than a free safety. I think he's a guy that you can that you can profile as you know a a, a defensive back blitzer guy. He's been in the backfield a lot. In that regard, I think he has good instincts there. But uh, here's here's that interview with uh, Steve, Bobby, and Mike with uh, Mr. Monday. 
Uh, you had a bit, a bit of a redshirt year, obviously, last season due to injury. How's it feel coming into year two, and how you doing right now? Man, I'm doing good physically, mentally, man. You know, being out that year, I mean, it was kind of tough when I found, when I got the, uh, when I got it. I had to have surgery, but you know, I had guys like Marcus May, Tyron, uh, Tyron, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. You know, keeping keeping my hairs up, and you know, with guys like that in the room, man, I, I felt good to come back into my year two and ready to ball with those guys. And uh, Smoke, when you say going into your second year, do you feel now since you've been around the system mentally that you're on top of things considering, you know, that you're, you're it's a learning process, you're in the meetings and all that, but where you at uh, mentally? Uh, you ready to roll and understand the concepts, what they're doing, right? Definitely, I'm ready to roll. Uh, whichever, whatever he call, you know, I'm out there. I know my responsibility. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing, man. That's, that's the biggest thing that guys harp on in the room. Just make sure you know your job and everything will be fine. Smokey, you've always been no physical player, aggressive guy. The coverage part of the game, you've really worked at it yeah. to get a better, be a better cover guy. Yeah. Man, I've been working so hard at that, you know, coming out of college a lot of guys. That was one of the biggest things. Oh, can he cover? Can he do this? You know, but like I said, I got guys like Marcus May giving me tips on on how to play off man versus receivers, tight end, anybody they put out there. So I'm just still, you know, I'm still learning, um, still getting better every day, and I feel like I've I got a whole lot better in that area of my special game. Special teams part of that. That that'll be a big part of your game also. Definitely. I love special team, man. It's it's, a, it's 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 you only get one chance. You only get one shot at it. So I mean, Coach Riz is teaching us to go out and, you know, do what we do, go out and have swag, go out and play ball and play physical. And, uh, Smoke, to get the coach's attention, and obviously they, they film everything, and uh, yesterday you come up with a big interception, today you almost had one. Is that something where you know making plays in the ball and you get the coach's attention just by you know, you're taking away the football, which is one thing we need to get better as a whole defensive unit, uh, which we did not do last year. Yeah, man. Uh, like Coach Coach D.A. coming to me room, uh, starting the uh, training camp, the biggest thing we needed to get better at was taking the ball away, and we emphasize that every single day, whether if it's a top-down punch out, interception, any way we can get the ball, try to get the ball in our hands. Go back, 2019. LSU Auburn. Mm-hmm. I remember Coach Hope, man, it was a war out there with them guys. They, they gave him a great game. So your, your thoughts on that 2019 game, Joe Burrow and LSU going up against your defense, y'all were awesome you know, that year. Man, going into that game, we knew that it was averaging about 40, 50 points a game. And I'll, man, I'll, I'll, we just thought, like, just slow them down. As much as we can slow them down, as, as we, we did, man, we went out and played three down linemen. Six DBs, and, you know, the rest is history. They went on to win the national championship, won undefeated season. But, like I said, that was a great team. But we also had a great defense that year. Smoke, I'm always intrigued. Uh, you know, I got a nickname, Cajun Cannon. Yeah. So, where do you get a nickname like Smoke? Uh, you know, I said, I, 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 I like that. Smoke Monday, Smoke Tuesday. You know, and then, I had a, I had a feeling that was coming. Uh, <laughs> well, he was so excited when they signed you. Oh yeah, yeah like, like, well, that's the thing. That sounds like a movie. Yeah. But what a great football name! <laughs> so, um, uh, my grandfather, when I was little, uh, I was I'm, I'm more of a like a grandparents' baby. So, okay. all my grandmas love me. All my granddads love me. And 
my dad, my dad, grandfather, great grandfather, he was he was one of the closest ones I was to, and I used to just be around him a lot, just run around the house a lot. So he just started calling me Smoke. So when he passed, when I was about twelve, you know, I just used that to honor him. And okay. every day I hear that name, it makes me think of him. You know, to go out and grind and make him proud. Awesome. Uh, looking ahead, obviously preseason action coming on Sunday. How looking uh, much you looking forward to actual game action? I'm sure uh, getting ready to hit another team besides your own dudes. You know, for me, the biggest thing I'm ready for is hitting. I'm ready. I'm ready to hit. <laughs> That's what I do. You know, I'm just ready to go out and show show my physical capabilities and also try to get the ball in my hands a couple times. But I'm definitely definitely trying to hit somebody. Definitely uh, looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the team in action on Sunday. Appreciate the time. Smoke Monday. Good luck. And uh, have a great rest of camp, too. Yes, sir. Thank you. He did get a pick today. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, no, not today. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He got a, He almost got one today. But either way, no, it, it was nice. He undercut a Jake Hayner pass. I think he was going to Kiki Kuti, maybe. It was it's late in the day. Just trying to make something happen. And uh, Smoke made a good play on it. But no, I think uh, if I recall correctly, he didn't play in a preseason game last year. I think he got no, hurt right. early in camp. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's big for him. You know, even if he doesn't make this roster, getting on the field in the preseason and putting tape out there is valuable, right? One thing that you see these guys work out with teams and they they do these workouts and they go for practice and whatnot, that tape isn't getting passed around. You're not making another team based on the tape you put down in practice because the Saints aren't sharing that. But they can't hide the preseason tape. If you go out there and you ball out, other teams get to see that. And then, you know, if they end up trying to stash you on the practice squad and someone else is like, no, we want them, they claim them and they go out there. And, you know, it's not great for the Saints if that happens. But for a player who's just trying to make it in the league, that is invaluable. You don't get a lot of opportunities to put NFL tape on the on the table. And that is one of them. So I'm looking forward to seeing him out there. He is a guy who you root for. You know, he's a guy who can, he, he talks about he wants to hit somebody. He can hit, he can thump, yeah, right? He's a big dude. So yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's a, there's a realistic, you know, you'd ideally like to see some higher profile names, but you know, I think there's a reasonable thing where you look maybe two, three years down the road, you guys like Jordan Howard and smoke Monday are both integral pieces in this same secondary, uh, you know, kind of like a like a PJ Williams, right? Like you know, he ne- he kind of never really burst onto the scene, but he was a valuable player for a long time. Now he's doing something. I don't know. Maybe he went to back to Tallahassee, but I guess you know. credit to DA since he's a secondary guy. But you look at the DBs and the safeties. I feel like there really is solid depth up and down there. Well, especially when you bring in a Tyron Matthew and you say we're going to fill everyone behind him. But I do like the idea that they have young guys learning from Tyron Matthew. It was the most annoying thing to me when Malcolm Jenkins retired and you could not point to a single safety on this roster who was better for playing with Malcolm Jenkins because Marcus Williams also left. So, (laughs) you know, that 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 drives me nuts. It drives me nuts when you have these veteran players who can't impart any wisdom whatsoever to the guys that are replacing them. And that's what happened there. But hey, it doesn't work all the time either. It, it just annoyed me to see to see Marcus Williams leave, Malcolm Jenkins retire, and then be like, well, I guess we're going out and signing people because we have not been we have not been developing anybody at that position. Yeah. No, you know, sadly, you know, you mentioned obviously Marcus Williams, Avon Bell. They they drafted decent at the spot, but just they didn't re-sign the dudes. Yeah, Vaccaro was fine too. Like they draft well at safety. 
they just don't they don't pay it at safety unless you get old and then they pay you. I don't know. It's weird. But you know, if I if I was handicapping it today, I would say Smoke Monday is a practice squad guy and, and Jordan Howden sneaks in on the final cut. Um, I did put up an updated roster projection today. Okay. You can check that out at WWL.com. And that's what I had. I have Jordan Howden on there. Because I think at this point in the in the preseason you're leaning toward draft picks because you don't want to, you don't want to cut your draft picks, right? Like someone said, we want this guy, we're going to draft him. And and then cutting them is like, well, we screwed up, right? We're not even going to give him a chance. We screwed up or you, or, you know, it doesn't always mean that sometimes it means you really found a great UDFA. You just don't have space for him. But if it's a tie, it's going to go to the draft pick, right? You're never going to be like, well, yeah. Anyway. So I think that's where in my projection, I have out in there, because I think you're you're going to give him a shot, and these next three games, these preseason games, are going to be a hugely important for that position. And you might end up seeing that. Oh well, Jonathan Abram, we haven't really been talking about him, but man, he yeah. looks good. Maybe he steals that spot, a veteran, and you kind of go. But for now, that's where I have it, and I can tell you my my DB uh, depth chart here. I'm just curious. So, do you have Abram or Ugo? I have Ugo on there because uh, I think he's your backup slot. I also have Lonnie Johnson Jr. on there, a guy who did get an interception today. Yes, that was the one. And the pick. we haven't really talked about Lonnie Johnson that much. I think his versatility is going to be a huge part in why the Saints want to keep him around. You saw them keep around P.J. Williams. They don't keep around P.J. Williams if he does not have that cross-positional flexibility. If P.J. Williams is a cornerback, he's not sticking around for five seasons, but I think Dennis Allen is obsessed with cross-positional flexibility. And, you know, he's not wrong. I think it is valuable because it allows you to maybe slim the numbers down when you don't have to keep an extra safety and an extra cornerback, you can just keep one. (laughs) Um, And so I think he's a guy who makes a lot of sense. And that's probably the roster spot that if smoke Monday steals one, it's that one. But I do, I just like the, I like the extra cornerback there. Cause if you get into a bind and you lose a couple corners, right? If, if, if two of your corners are out with injuries and suddenly you have to go to one, are you going to take Bradley out of the slot and move him outside? I'd rather not. I'd rather only have one guy playing out of position if I can avoid it. And so it's like, okay, Lonnie, go out there, see what you got. And because otherwise you have Bradley going outside a position he hasn't played a lot of, and then Ugo going into the slot. So you have a backup. And it's kind of like when you lose your center and they move Caesar over rather than. So that's where I have it right now. But obviously, Marshawn, Paulson, Alante, Bradley, Ugo Amati, Lonnie Johnson Jr., then Tyron Matthew, Marcus May. Jordan Howden and JT Gray is that that 10 defensive backs, which is usually the number you could theoretically add another one and maybe lose a fullback. I do have a fullback on here. So there is kind of a built in free space that I, if I ever, if I want to keep anybody specific, I can always just cut the fullback and add that name. But I am only keeping eight offensive linemen, which is not enough. I don't have a backup center on there. It's kind of how I cheated my way into, into keeping some guys that I probably should have cut. But yeah, I think that's going to be the question is, is, is can smoke do enough to outshine a Lonnie Johnson? Yeah. That whole, like I said, that secondary group is very intriguing because obviously we've written down names like a, a Troy pride, uh, Anthony Johnson, even to Yadam. There's, there's still a lot of depth there and it's going to be interesting to see who they're able to even hold on to just on the practice squad, even, or who ends up getting, you know, a chance with another team somewhere. 
all three of those guys you named have played well enough to make a roster. Right. Like if if this was not the deepest <laughs> cornerback group I've ever seen the Saints have, you would be looking at an Anthony Johnson and saying, how do we cut this guy? But the numbers are going to make it difficult. And if I had to handicap them, I would say Anthony Johnson, Isaac Yadam, Troy Pride. But they're both, they're all very close. They've all played very well. I just think Anthony Johnson's upside. He has the size, he has the build. Uh, he's, he's very confident. DA has talked, he, he's braved about him a little bit. And so, yeah. Uh, but no, you, you make a good point. Like, this is a very deep group. If you could stash all three of those guys on the practice squad, you'd feel great about it. One thing that I didn't mention in the open was the Alvin Kamara suspension is interesting because you can elevate guys three times. And that's why getting onto a practice squad now what, with these new kind of rules in place is a much different scenario than it used to be. So like you don't have to necessarily keep your fourth running back on the roster. You can just keep him on the practice squad and elevate him the first three weeks of the season. And now I don't think a guy like Kareem Hunt is going to be satisfied with that scenario. But if you want to do that with a Kirk Merritt. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting because you do have the option to get guys on the practice squad and get them into games. So uh, if, if you can keep those guys around, it's going to be valuable down the stretch of the season because injuries always happen. No, that's actually uh, good that you mentioned even Kirk Merritt. I don't know if we brought up the fact that he did leave practice early on Monday. Not much information was given on what exactly he's dealing with. But um, even more of a reason, I guess, you want another running back in to work out just because, uh, yeah, numbers are starting to get a little thin as we head into the first preseason game at uh, at running back, obviously. Yeah, running back, wide receiver. There's going to be plenty of time for these guys to make an impact. But let's end that segment there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about the defensive end battle and some other roster battles that have been going on. Just kind of update where they are at to close out this episode and then you know obviously we have a preseason game coming up so we'll dive into that a lot more in the next episode but i just want to kind of reset where we are at with some of the roster battles we talked about heading into the preseason but all right this is inside black and gold i'm jeff nowak he's steve geller keep it locked here 